Good evening, ladies and gents. Good evening. And worse, why am I saying good evening? I have no clue what time of the day you're listening to this podcast. I say it every time. It's evening for me. Okay, so good day. <laughs> Fucking whatever. <laughs> hello. Welcome. Hello. That's it. There's the, there's the greeting I should be using. Right, start again. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to episode 47 of the Moyes podcast. You would think after 47 episodes, I'd remember that you guys listen to this at very different times of the day. (laughs) Fuck's sake. So anyway, whatever time of the day it is for you, hello, how are you? (laughs) So um, welcome, folks, welcome properly uh, to episode 47. And this one is an episode I've actually been meaning to do for a little while. In actual fact, if I go to rub off the words Fat Loss 101, on my whiteboard, I think it's either going to leave a permanent mark on the whiteboard or it's going to be one of those situations where simple friction is not enough on its own and I'm going to have to get some hot water. Don't know why I told you that, but I thought I would. Because this is one that I probably should have covered a long, long time ago, given what I do. But I figured, you know what, now's a good time. Because I'm not just going to go, this is how you lose body fat. Because... As much as that is information that a lot of people need to know, which is what we'll get to shortly in this podcast, with regards this series, if you will, things have got to be a lot more interesting than just spouting a lot of science your way. Because despite the fact that the title of this podcast is called The Simple Science of Fat Loss, we're going to be going into how that is actually put out into the world. And why, if this is the simple science of fat loss, why the fuck have we got so many people still misunderstanding what to do? Why have we got so many companies capitalizing on people's ignorance, which is going to be quite heavily featured in this part? So, the ease of fat loss. Now, at the beginning of my personal training career, in fact, even before my personal training career, I would have killed to have had the information that I have now. Because it was like a light bulb epiphany, oh my god, why the hell have I been struggling for so long moment when I learned about the simple science of fat loss. Because we've grown up in a generation of ignorance where we are told you have to do extremes to lose weight. Left, right and centre, we're told that extremes are the way that you do it. And this was, bear in mind, before the age of the internet, or at least the proper age of the internet. During this time, it was all about what happened in magazines. And so men's health, you know, muscle and fitness, these magazines, and obviously for you ladies, you you know, you had Bell and you had Hello, etc. These were the magazines which showed you what to do or told you what to do. And we took them as gospel because we had no other resource apart from the library. And let's face it, a gossip brag is far more interesting to read what Hugh Jackman's latest shredding program is than to jump in the library and learn about mitochondria and hypertrophy, etc. So, of course, we took them as gospel. And up until, well, even at the beginning of my personal training career, I believed you had to cut out carbohydrates or at least reduce carbohydrates. I didn't believe that you could possibly reduce your body fat eating things like chocolate or takeaways or carbs. God forbid. And obviously, you had to do cardio. A lot of the time, you had to do fasted cardio where you had to make sure you got up at stupid times in the morning to do your cardio when, God forbid, if you had anything in your stomach, wasted, absolutely wasted, pointless doing that cardio if you had anything in your stomach and the funny thing is now 
now knowing what I know, now knowing what I teach, and now obviously so many of you guys listen to this podcast and so many people yet to listen to it, the science of fat loss is remarkably fucking simple. And it's actually quite annoying when you learn how simple it is. Consume less calories than you burn. That simple equation. Using your fuel tank in your car. If you burn more miles of fuel than you have in the tank, you're going to run out of fuel. And fat loss is exactly the same principle. Make sure you burn more than you consume. Your body responds to a calorie in exactly the same way as any other calorie. Yes, we have macronutrients, so the things that make up those calories cause very different effects within the body, but the net result of all of it is your body still responds to a calorie in the same way it responds to a calorie. Same thing as a light bulb responds to a watt in the same way that a light light bulb responds to a watt. It's a unit of energy. If you don't give your body enough energy, it still needs to run itself, so it's going to turn to itself for that excess energy. The problem we had is if we go back a lot of years, science did its bit. Science figured out the secret of fat loss. How do we get the body to burn body fat? And it learned a long, long time ago that it's calories and a calorie deficit, an energy deficit, as the actual term is. But pretty much around the same time, business learned about fat loss too. And business learned that fat loss and particularly the ignorance surrounding fat loss was incredibly profitable enter companies like the big fat loss group names enter companies with shakes and concoctions and powders and pills enter every god knows how many celebrities over the years which have done their workout dvds and things like that Because people are easily fooled. The the wool is easily pulled over people's eyes. And we will believe something if it comes from a public representative that we trust. Or a celebrity that we trust. And the problem is, with this race to market of information, not that science was in the race. Because to be honest, science just did its bit. Business took hold. Word of mouth spread. And the age of ignorance began. The age of ignorance where people believed you had to go to these extreme methods. You've only got to look back to the 60s, 70s and the 80s to see that people weren't talking about flexible dieting. They were talking about Jane Fonda. They were talking about slimming clubs. They were talking about extreme measures being the only way. And so, obviously, the rise of gyms then soon came about as well. And the marketing, the business world, took a stranglehold on the world, a stranglehold on the information, because you didn't have the wealth of information that you have at your fingertips nowadays. You had articles in magazines, magazines which were funded by the very people that wanted to print those articles and those adverts. And so the only place of relevant, I suppose, mainstream information you had was newspapers and, of course, gossip rags and magazines. And the problem is, like I said, all of them funded by the stories that they they promote, the stories that they publish. And business learned that confusion sells. Never tell people the truth. 
never tell people how they can actually lose body fat without using our bullshit product that absolute actually does nothing. And the problem is, in the world nowadays, we still don't have the regulation on the advertising industry when it comes to fat loss that we should have. Because if we did, a hell of a lot of these big companies would go out of business. Because as I said, confusion sells. And people for a long time, some people still believe this, but for a long time, people believed that honesty and business didn't mix. That to be able to make your way in the world, to make a successful business, you had to lie. You had to bamboozle people. You had to hide the truth from people because God forbid if you were honest, they would see through it and they could do it themselves. They wouldn't need you anymore. So all of these companies operate on confusion. Let's sell a method. Let's sell some kind of bullshit that sounds like it works. You know, let's let's use a kind of a, a different system other than the currency of calories. Let's put our own system, our own currency in place and, and confuse people with the regulation of that. Let's create products which are made of nothing but useless dust and sell them. Let's make pills which are nothing but placebos that make people think that they're going to lose weight. And let's get people to do a load of exercise because that's what people think loses weight. People will feel great. They'll get endorphins. Yeah, it will help in other ways. But they'll never need to know. They could slave away in the gym for years and they never need to know that it didn't work. Because people will never ever turn to our products as the reason why they're not losing. They'll turn to themselves. <laughs> or so the business people say. But the problem is, as the internet grew, as social media grew, the internet age of information began. And these companies really had to up their game. They had to up their marketing. They had to up what they were doing from a video, from an infographic, from a picture perspective. They had to use confusing words. They had to dabble in the science. They had to release tidbits of information to make sure that people still trusted them. They had to overhaul what they were doing and rebrand after rebrand after rebrand. And it was enough. Because no matter how much the science began to be mainstream, no matter how much there were people out there like Lane Norton promoting the true science of fat loss, the true method of science, or the true method of fat loss, I should say, the true principles related to it, how you actually do it, what your body actually responds to. The business world, the marketing, the bullshit companies still have a pretty significant stranglehold. If I asked you right now, tell me of someone that is currently doing Herbalife, Tell me of someone that is currently doing Slimming World, someone that is currently doing Weight Watchers, you will be able to think of someone. You'll have a friend doing one of these approaches. Tell me of someone who's currently clean eating or currently cutting out carbs. Perhaps they're doing Cambridge. Perhaps they're doing Paleo. Perhaps they're going for Atkins. Perhaps they've cut out all of the things that they love and enjoy about food. Perhaps they've completely overhauled the weekends that they used to love, the social events they used to love, excluding COVID, of course, simply for the pursuit of the body of their dreams. So even though the age of information is out there, even though there are people that are banging the drum of realistic and sustainable fat loss, like Lane Norton, like James Smith, like myself, 
still not banging it loud enough because people have been brainwashed for far too long and they still they still doubt that it can be that easy how how can you possibly lose body fat eating these bad foods this chocolate takeaways alcohol how can you possibly lose body fat eating sugar how no 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 my mate round the corner you know she lost god knows how much on the diet club with their method that's what works the problem is we're blinded by charlatans pseudoscience and marketing we're a sucker we've we are falling for exactly the thing that the marketing wants us to fall for because these companies have realized with a few little tweaks with some confusing terms there's more blood to come from the stone there is more people to fall more people to pull the wool over their eyes more people to mislead but here's my theory we all have to make a living. We all do. It's part of life. We need the economy. We need to earn money. It's the currency of our lives. But the thing is, we all have to make a living off of one another. It's kind of how it works. That's what currency is. It's a system of trade. You have a product or a service. I would like that product or service. So here's some currency that I earned by selling my own product and service i understand business i understand the need for commerce the need for currency but here's the thing my business the programs that i do from made by moyes to my online coaching none of it is based around dishonesty none of it is based around selling confusion i've realized that you can create a realistic business by being honest by telling the truth by giving people information so that they can do it themselves by giving people solid scientifically backed information so that they don't have to turn to these companies anymore and it's a fight that continues it's a fight that will forever continue for the time being at least until enough people spread the word that you don't need these stupid currency systems. You don't need these bullshit products that do absolutely nothing. What you need to do is provide your body with less energy than you are burning. And if you want to accelerate that, you want to accelerate how fast you are losing, then you provide your body with even less energy and you try to burn even more. That is the simple science of fat loss. And for the longest period of time, for decades... People believed that that couldn't sell. They believed that misleading was the only possible way that they could get people to buy their products. But the fact remains, you don't have to. And the problem is, because of things like the sunk cost fallacy, which I've touched on in a previous podcast, people will plow their money and their time into these things and the problem is the more time and money they plow into these things the more time and money they will continue to plow into these things because once a certain threshold is passed 
They can't possibly allow that thing to fail. They can't possibly switch to something different because they have sunk too much in to that particular belief. The funny thing about nutrition, the funny thing about fat loss, the funny thing about all of these diets and systems out there is they've become as close to religions as they possibly can be. People believing there is only one way to do it. But the fact is, look at any dieting system. Look at every successful dieting system. And they all have the same thing in common. An energy deficit. Every single one of them, through the core of it, create an energy deficit. Be it by replacing meals with lower calorie shakes. Be it by demonizing foods or restricting certain food groups. Every single one of these systems works in the same way behind the scenes. Every single one of them causes you to be in an energy deficit. Your body still requires the energy that it needs to run itself. And if you're not providing it in the form of nutrition, it only has one place to turn to make up that deficit, and that is itself. But the funny thing is, guys, that fat loss is simple. Like I said, an energy deficit. The complex part of fat loss, the bit where people really need the support, where they really need the help. The area that I spend 99.9% .9 of my time discussing and strategizing, troubleshooting, is the mind. People don't need help with the nutritional and the movement side of things. Not in a bare bones sense anyway, of course, as we get further down the line and with each individual there are different needs. But like I said, the simplicity should always be energy deficit. What you then need to do is focus on creating a realistic and sustainable energy deficit. Because so many diets pride themselves on creating incredibly large energy deficits, which nobody could possibly stick to. What is the point in something if you can't stick to it? It's the equivalent of going out and spending tens of thousands of pounds on a set of golf clubs and then only playing golf a couple of times and realizing you don't like playing golf. Tens of thousands of pounds of golf clubs just sat in the cupboard that's the same equivalent of being in a massive calorie deficit. You ain't going to stick to it. You're going to have all of that outlay, all of that stress and deprivation for nothing. Because you can't stick to it. Because the language needs to change. The thought process needs to change. We need to remember that fat loss is something that happens over time because fat gain is something that happens over time. Anybody listening to this which has an ounce of excess body fat, that didn't happen overnight. It happened over time. And so the reverse is true when it comes to losing that body fat. Now, how big of an energy deficit are we talking here? How much of an energy deficit do you need to be in? Well, that depends on firstly how fast you want to lose it. But most importantly, how fast can you lose it? I spend my days tweaking, adjusting energy deficits for people so we can create an approach which is sustainable. I've seen people do incredibly large 1,000, 1,500 calorie deficits per day, and I've seen people do 300 calorie deficits per day. It all depends on the individual. And why does it depend on the individual? Because everybody's mind is different. 
everybody's life experience, everybody's perception, everybody's routines, habits, relationship with food, everybody's psychology are different. And so, although the blanket term of an energy deficit needs to be applied, what we then need to focus on is applying it in a way which is personal to the individual. Applying it in a way which is realistic to adhere to. Because even if it's not personal to the individual, it needs to be something where certain rules and time frames are outlined. My Made by Moist program is a prime example of this. Despite the fact that calories are not personalized to the individuals, bar one specific target for women, one specific target for men, that's made up for by the fact that they have the community support of one another. It's made up for by the fact that there is a time frame. The program is designed to not be sustainable in its very core because it's designed to be eight weeks and you're done. Eight weeks or at least then you have a break, let's say. And this is the thing. If people invested, if all of this this marketing business juggernaut invested the money they spend in marketing or the money they spend rebranding, creating these stupid systems, if they spent it on supporting people's psychology, you would have a lot more people successful. But folks, that's the problem. Because the one thing that we haven't touched on with regards the confusion of fat loss, the marketing stranglehold, is that they don't want you to be successful. If you look at a gym, what member is more valuable to them? The member that goes to that gym every single day, uses their facilities, uses their heating, their lighting, puts wear and tear on their equipment, uses their hot water when they have a shower, uses the complimentary shower gel and shampoo, and then drinks a complimentary coffee on the way out, or the member that pays their membership and never goes. Because in a real world sense, sure, the member that's using the gym on a regular basis is probably going to stay a member longer. And therefore, that member's probably going to end up bringing more money in over time, which is how the companies should be thinking. But I know for a fact there's still so many gym companies, not all of them, still focus on get the members, get them locked into a contract. And who gives a fuck if they come? Because we've got our money. I used to work for a gym that did that very same thing. But when it comes to the results with fat loss, when it comes to people achieving, if people achieve and then they sustain their fat loss, they have no reason to repeat that journey. You're not going to get any kind of resale value and no repeat custom from people if they achieve and keep the weight off. So what's the best business sense when it comes to fat loss? Well, you create a solution, you make it very confusing, you make it successful, energy deficit, of course, runs in the background, and then what happens is people achieve. They don't truly know why they've achieved, apart from the fact that they've adhered to your system, and then they go off into the world. They go, right, I've achieved, I don't need that system anymore, so they cancel. But then, they're back. Because they haven't learned how to use that system in the real world. All they know is that system. So when left to their own devices, when they don't have the comfort of the points, 
They don't have the system to be able to use. The weight creeps back on. And before they know it, they're clicking that sign up button again. This isn't how things have to be. Fat loss doesn't have to be misleading. People will always need support and accountability. Some people more so than others. It's a natural part of being human. Sometimes people want the work done for them. They don't want to do the uh, the labor-intensive stuff of designing things. They want someone just to do it for them. The world is full of industries that are very, very similar to this, where people go, no, you do it for me. For example, I cut my own hair because I can't be bothered to pay someone to do it for me. But I could if I couldn't be bothered one day. But the problem is the world is still driven by let's confuse them so they come back. But it's not how things have to be. Every program that I do, every live, every Zoom call, I focus on education. My academy is full of hundreds of video modules that I've recorded to educate people, not just on the physical side of fat loss, not just on the science, but on the mental and psychological side of fat loss too. To try my best to make sure that people are in the best possible position to achieve and not return. Now, I'm not saying that people don't, because like I said, people still need direction, support and accountability from time to time, particularly in times like they are at the moment. So many people have gone, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't want to come back. But my response to that is always, we're in the middle of a pandemic. The whole world has been turned on its head. So sometimes we could all do with a little bit of direction, support and accountability. Hell, I do the same. It's human nature. But every single time someone comes back, they always say the same sentence. I know what to do. I just need a little help applying it. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Because their eyes are wide open to the process. Their eyes are wide open to the science. And all they need is a little bit of accountability. They need someone just to make sure that they do the work. But most importantly, and this is the way that I look at any repeat custom from people that have transformed but have needed to come back at some point. I always look to learn from what went wrong last time. Because they were successful. They wouldn't have ended their coaching if they weren't successful. But what's happened in between times? What's happened to their lives? What's happened to their approach? What's happened to their habits during their coaching times? Because rather than just repeating the same system you did before, case in point, someone does a program, complete the program, six months later they come back, rather than just copy-pasting that original program going, ah, fuck it, this one worked last time. My focus instead is on going, right, okay, we know that worked last time, brilliant, but let's have a look at how life actually went in between times. How did their activity drop off and why? What happened to their nutritional habits and why? Because this is the thing. When it comes to the true success of fat loss, it doesn't come from the success. It doesn't come from the pound down, another pound down, another pound down, another pound down. It comes from when things don't go to plan. It comes when things go wrong, when we potentially gain, when we go off track. That's where the real learning comes from because we're able to look into those circumstances and go, okay, well, why did that happen? Let's delve a little bit deeper into the psychology behind it. And that's what I do. So folks, 
The simple science of fat loss? Well, the simple science of fat loss is exactly that. Simple. Incredibly simple. But the application of that science is where things get tricky. Making sure that people understand that the journey isn't done when the goal is done. If you've been in a position where you've gained weight in the first place, then something is up with your relationship with food and movement. If you've been in a position where you've gained a lot of weight, then there's some bigger problems with your relationship with food and movement. And so you can't just fix them by drinking a magic potion or adhering to some different currency values when it comes to systems, let's say. You've got to fix them by understanding why you gained in the first place. You've got to fix them by looking at your life, looking at your routines, your habits, your relationship with food and movement and tweaking it. Not overhauling it, not extreming it, not throwing stuff out or cutting stuff out, going above and beyond to the massively extreme end of the spectrum. No. You've got to look at your life and make small adjustments to steer your course back on track. Because if you try to steer that tip, that ship too soon, the whole thing's going to capsize. So, I hope you've enjoyed this one. 30 minutes of me rambling on as always, but a topic that I wanted to cover rather than just going over the bare bones of Fat Loss 101 as I had on my whiteboard, delving a little bit deeper into what's going on in the marketing world and making sure that you guys don't fall for it because every successful diet has a calorie deficit hiding behind it. So as always, folks, let me know. Let me know your thoughts on this podcast. Let me know your thoughts on previous podcasts. Let me know if there's any particular topics that you would like me to cover. It's what I do. I enjoy putting this information out there, and I enjoy putting it out there in a plethora of different ways, be it videos on Facebook, be it podcasts, be it Instagram. I live to educate. The purpose of what I do is if one person gets a benefit from the things that I put out there, then it was worthwhile sitting down at my desk for 30 to 40 minutes and bashing out one of these podcasts for you guys. So for those of you still watching, watching, <laughs> for those of you still listening at this point, I'm watching the waves of sound go in front of me. So that's probably where that confusion came from. For those of you still listening, thank you. And I'll see you on the next one. Toodles.